The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the world famous Jones and Brown show. That man is Mike Jones. My name is John Brown. Getting ready for the conference championship games. Conference championship games in which feature a team that we cheer for. A team that we're fans of. A team that we like. And the San Francisco 49ers. They're the last two teams in the NFC. Which means the Giants' season is over. The Cowboys' season is over. Given the way this season, uh, the the postseason played out, Eagles played what? Uh, Eagles played Saturday night? What did they play? Saturday night or Sunday night? I can't remember. Eagles played Saturday night. Eagles played Saturday night. So they had the longer played, rest. Yeah, Cowboys played Sunday. Mm-hmm. Did that make for the perfect evening? You watched your Eagles trounce the New York Giants. Destroyed the Giants. <laughs> Dogged the Giants. It it worked out to be a good weekend. It did. Yeah. But, and then, but, but after but, when, when but it was all said and done, they... It was, they, all said and done. it was a great weekend, but it was. I, I want to go through the weekend backwards if you'll indulge me for a second. You want to go backwards? Okay, all right. Backwards. What you got? If you'll you indulge me for a second. Okay. Because I want to start with how great Sunday night felt. <laughs> to be able to watch that game. Mm-hmm. With zero anxiety, knowing my team already won is and is already secured their spot, mm-hmm. being able to sit back and watch the Cowboys do cowboy things. Cowboys definitely. Cowboys that was like the perfect end to the weekend. The Cowboys went up there, went to San Fran, and just straight up cowboyed. That twelve the- points. Twelve points. Twelve. If you're kicker, paying forty million dollars to your quarterback, the kicker who couldn't do anything right, the one bad thing about their team in the uh, wild card round, continue to be awful. Well, honestly, I don't think the kicker was the problem in that game. His first extra problem, point of attempt was, was blocked, but and but then he it, made a couple field goals. Like he made his next more, extra point. But the, way, the way it played out, because you you know they go through the divisional round. Mm-hmm. And they handle their business in Tampa Bay. But the mm-hmm. only, you know, the the only blemish on that game was the fact that the kicker was awful. Kicker was awful in the divisional round. Yeah. And then he comes I'm, up. I'm sorry, now, in the wild you know, card round. Yeah. But the fact that he then comes out and starts the game with a blocked kick. Mm-hmm. A kick that most people who are watching the game wasn't gonna no, wasn't gonna be good anyway. And that's the thing. Like, it looks bad, 
But I think I think at least mentally for him, uh-huh. it being blocked, he could tell himself at least that's not my fault. Uh, could he? I, I, I don't, he can't. A block's well, not look- a block's not his fault. As either long way, as we know he had his timing down, the block wasn't he, his he, fault. Either way, this fool has the, the O line didn't didn't do hold up. This fool has the rest of the offseason to think about that. And he's probably not gonna have a job long. Probably no not. You could bring, there's no way you can bring that guy back into your locker room. He's done. Oh, yeah, he's gone. Yeah, you're hitting him with the KRS-One. You're, you're bringing him into the office and you're playing that KRS-One. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Hmm. You want to go even go more? You want to hit him with the Craig Mack? You're not, you ain't going to be around next year. He's done. Yeah, and a lot of coaches done. from that squad got let go today, done. too. Cowboys done. And that's why it, and, and it's crazy. You talked about it last week. You remember last week we started the show. You were talking about the roaches coming out. Mm-hmm. And how the abundance of roaches are coming out. And I kind of tied that into Giants fans in the in the sense that I had I knew a whole bunch of Giants fans who hadn't talked about football in years, who now want to talk about football now that the uh now that the Giants made a playoff run. All those Giants fans are caught quiet again. So all those roaches that went back in the hot, he turned the lights off. You don't see them no more. But Cowboys fans are like super roaches. They don't care if the lights are on. They don't care if the lights are out. Cowboys fans are just going to chirp. That's what they do. That is what they do. That is what they do because for some reason, like, the whole world realizes they're mediocre but them. <laughs> Cowboys went out there and cowboyed. Mm-hmm. They did cowboy million, things. Their, their, their $40 million quarterback went out there and just, you know, you saw what he did. And see, that's my thing. You know I'm the guy who talks about quarterbacks and their productivity relative to their contracts. A quarter, Like, a quarterback's productivity to me is always should always I should say be con- talked about in direct relation to his salary cap percentage. Yeah, exactly. Dak Prescott. Quarter, yeah. Dak Prescott's make making forty million dollars. Forty. You know, if I've got Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts making less than a million, making a million or less. Mm-hmm. I can put a whole lot of cushion around their mistakes by building out the roster. But if I got a guy making forty million, mm. I need forty million dollars worth of productivity from you. You ain't gonna get that throwing interceptions. Like when they say, "Is he an average quarterback?" My question is: Isn't is he getting average numbers for the quarterback position? My question is: Is he getting average production for forty million dollars worth of cap space? Forty million dollars got you one touchdown in in a divisional round. Twelve points. Twelve points in a playoff game. That's in a playoff that's unacceptable. Game. Twelve points in a playoff game, and the fact of the matter is, you're sitting here and and Cowboys fans at any given moment will tell you the Cowboys are the team to beat. <laughs> they believe this believe in their heart. They honestly, honestly believe, believe it. it. They believe it. They believe it in their soul. And then they'll they, see the thing is, we talk about this, and Cowboys fans will say, "Oh, everybody's hating on us. Everybody's hating." On, Everyone hates on you because you want to – you swear your team is the team to beat. We talked about 
uh, we talked about players like uh, Herbert last week, and I talked about how people always want to shoehorn Herbert into that elite conversation. They want to shoehorn uh, hmm. players like Herbert into a com- into a level higher than they might than they should be. Then the, uh, people absolutely put him into the elite category before yeah. he before he should. Yeah. He's a very talented young quarterback. Yeah, but what I'm saying in that same there's a long Cowboys, gap between very talented young quarterback and elite and quarterback. Elite. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And and I'm saying Cowboys fans do that to the Cowboys all the time. Like when you talk about like the elite teams this season, mm-hmm. you know. You, and you're you're going off record. So you're talking about you're talking about the Chiefs. You're talking about the Eagles. You're talking about the Minnesota Vikings, record wise. You know, my, my thoughts on the Vikings aside, record wise, the Vikings were were an elite team. Had an elite record, I'll put put it that way. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans weren't necessarily up there during the conversation, but you'll say, hey, you'll you'll say like Say you're making a uh, you're making a argument against the Eagles, and for me, I would I personally think the four best teams in the league this year are the four teams you have in the final in the four. Final. Okay, I believe that. But like, it's like B- you- Buffalo might be able to get into the conversation. Minnesota has an argument because of their record, but eyeball test says no. Especially when you look and see they lost a combined what sixty four to ten to the Eagles and the Cowboys. But my, so, but, but my my point is this. so you say my elite teams. I got four, I got those four. You got those four, but you try when you start to make. I, th- I think of those four teams, mm-hmm. probably the Kansas City Chiefs is the one unanimous team. The one team everyone would just say, okay, they're they're elite. There is no art. There there'd be very little argument argument against them. But there were people mm-hmm. who doubted the Eagles. During the season, you know, they made it, you know, they, they, oh, it was some of those schedule. doubts were fair, early, especially fair, early fair on. Enough. Fair enough. Some my, of those, fair, fair enough. But my point is, when the, you're the trying, Chiefs when, were like the the blue chips coming I in, I understand that. But uh, the Chiefs, but that's the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Cowboys fans want to tell you that, hey, they're not the Chiefs or the Cowboys. Like trying to sh- try to try to shoehorn them them into that conversation, okay? You want to make an ar- you want to make an argument that e- that the Eagles aren't the Chiefs, okay? Mm-hmm. I get that, I understand that. But when yeah. Cowboys fans will be like, "Yeah, they're not the Chiefs, they're not the Bengals, they're not the Cowboys," what? Who who put the Cowboys in this conversation? When did the Cowboys make it to this? Co- when did the Cowboys become elite this season? At what point in time? During this season, where did did you ever look at the Dallas Cowboys and say that team's elite? You didn't. They showed flashes of having an elite defense early in the year. Before they pl- pri- prior to playing the Eagles, their defense looked elite. I didn't say the entire team. Mm-hmm. The defense. That's it. Yes, you said their prior defense. to playing the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They're exactly. But because early in it, the year they had what's his name playing quarterback? Uh Dak was yeah, so you know there's no way I can call your offense elite with Cooper Rush at QB. Mm-hmm. But so their defense it, looked like the real thing early. Defense looked like and the to be real fair, thing. even up until the divisional round of the playoffs against San Fran, they only gave up 19 points. Yeah. It's not that like they gave the defense came out and played bad and they gave up a lot of points. They just yeah. only scored 12. 
But nonetheless, that's but the that little bit, that little bit of cute kudos that you gave to Dallas right then and there is enough fuel for a Dallas Cowboy fan to try and shoehorn them into that next level conversation. There you go. <laughs> there you have it. Cowboys elite. Cowboys mm-hmm. great. Cowboys are home, and I'm enjoying it. Cowboys match. And they're all trying to shoehorn themselves in the conversations. I'm sitting, and, and, and me, you know me. We have talked about this. You know, you have known me for years. I mm-hmm. am someone who has enjoyed giving people the smoke. I feel like when people <laughs> ask for it, that mm. for, for years it has been, I felt like I, I, I felt in, in, like it was my job. Like it, yeah, there'll be plenty of times when I say, "What's the point?" Yes, and, and, and you're going to go in. Yeah, you feel like I have tried, huh? I said you I, feel I obliged. I, 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 I do. I, in the past, I have, but now I am trying to do better. I am working on doing better. I am a better person. <laughs> I, I have engaged very little. With Cowboys fans. The reason why is because my team is in the conference championship. I owe it to the San Francisco 49ers and the San Francisco 49er fan base to give them my attention. They deserve the smoke. I'm talking to them. I'm not talking to a team. I'm not talking to a fan base of a team that's watching the playoffs with me. Cowboys are what? Cowboys are in Cancun right now. Cowboys are on the golf course. Cowboys are doing exit uh, exit interviews. They're on TikTok. They're on Twitter. My team is at the practice facility. My team's got a game on Sunday. Why do I care about the Cowboys? Let the Cowboys the reason, try, to, try to try to shoehorn themselves into another conversation of teams that are great when they're not great. Now, Jay, now I will say this, JB, because mm-hmm. you know me. Yes. At no point in the time that you've known me have I ever rooted for or picked any Cowboys team to win. You hate them like I hate them. Like if we needed them to win for us to make the playoffs. I guess we're just out the playoffs that year. Exactly. That would make me. That would make me angrier. Just, you like me. That would make me angrier that the Eagles put themselves in a position where they need the Cowboys to win to succeed. But that would I will. Piss me off. But I will say this. Uh huh. I was not fully committed to the idea of them losing to San Francisco going into that game. Okay. Simply because I like the idea of being able to beat them in Philly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That would have been fun. Would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. Would have been fun. Especially, I mean, think about it. You go in, like, it had been an NFC East road to the Super Bowl if that would have happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a division got coming into the year, most people looked at like it was going to be one of the lesser divisions, the NFC least, as it were. Mm-hmm. Instead, you got three teams into the playoffs. You almost had a fourth. Yep. And 
you had to go through one team in the divisional round. If you'd have had to go through the next one in the conference championship, all in the East, that would have been a crazy path. So for for that reason alone, I it it wouldn't have thoroughly upset me, completely angered me if the Cowboys had beat San Francisco. Okay, but I enjoyed watching them lose. Oh yeah, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah. I enjoy watching them lose. I enjoy reading the tweets of all the angry, bitter Cowboys fans because you know they Mm -hmm. they're. They're all in their feelings now. That's been great. That's been a wonderful thing. I, I enjoy that. Um, it, 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 and it's good to move on. It helps me and it makes me appreciate what we got going on on Sunday. Cowboys is done. Season over. So let me ask you a question. Okay. I, I think you wrote it down. I know I had 31-13 last week. Yes, what, score, had, what score did you have going into I had, that game? I had 33-20. You had 33-20. I had 33-20. You had 31-13. I got it right, got it right here. So, so you were giving them 20 points. I was a fool. I was wrong. I I, I gave them too much. I, like, I was expecting blowout. I was expecting blowout. It became a bigger blowout than I expected. Yeah. But I gave it an 18-point win. They ended up making it, what, 31? Yeah. I I was wrong. I was wrong. I mean, you predicted it was so you weren't completely wrong. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I gave you weren't expecting. Yeah, I, I gave the Giants way too much credit, apparently. I I thought they would do better than that, and they didn't. And see, going into that game, I really just felt like the Giants, top to bottom, lacked the talent to to match up with a healthy Eagles team at every level. Like the only position where they even they really match up is running back versus running back. You know, mm-hmm. like. Miles versus Saquon, a healthy Saquon. Yeah, you're going to take a healthy Saquon. But it's not like Miles Sanders had a bad year this year. He was a very productive running back. Yeah, yep. And behind this offensive line, the running game has routinely dominated teams when given the opportunity. Yes. You know. Games of running game what didn't produce big numbers this season, you could usually look at the number of attempts rather than yards per attempt. Yep. And they ran the ball well, man. And Mm -hmm. and ran for what, 268, 264, Mm -hmm. something like that. 260 something. Gainwell 112 yards. Sanders Mm -hmm. 90 yards. Boston Scott even had 32 yards. And it Mm -hmm. was crazy. Um it's funny that very first drive. And, and it was I was I was torn because you know how you and I and front of the show Javon offer we like to we we text each other a lot during sporting events mm-hmm. and they were moving the ball well on that first drive but it was so pass heavy and it was like all right they scored do I complain? That they're they're you know 
you you knew that the Eagles would have to run the ball to have some success. Mm-hmm. And early on, it looked like they were ignoring the run. Now, when the game – as you, you knew as the you game went on. The bigger the league gets, the more they're going to run. Yeah. My thing is, I'm okay with them taking their shots downfield early and looking for the explosive plays. But I get frustrated when I'm watching them – when I watch them throw the ball on three straight first downs, mm-hmm. you know, situationally there are times where I was like, okay, that you, first and 10, you should run the ball 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how I feel. Even if it's 50, 50, you'll see the Eagles sometimes in games mm-hmm. go 70, 80% first down pass. That's, and that's what I say you're forgetting about. Like, yeah. you, 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 with this offensive line and these running backs, you can get yourself into second and five, second and sixes mm-hmm. on a regular basis rather than running the risk of being in a second and ten or set or longer mm-hmm. but because of an unsuccessful passing play. So those are the situations where it's like, yeah, let's run – run the ball and I believe that first play of the game they came out and handed the ball off. Yeah. Very first play very first play of the game was a uh, handoff to Miles Sanders. And that settled and then, me down. That then right off, that settled, settled, okay. That Cause, settled cause, me down because it was on first down they can't, they ran the ball. They ran the ball. And mm-hmm. it was like but then, like for for me and I was and I, I was a little, I was a little worried, but I was like, all right, you know, they, I'm like, they scored. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, how angry can I really be? How frustrating can I be? Now, if the, if the drive stalled and they mm-hmm. end up punting. Now, what what was the second play of the game? Second play past Devontae Smith. The then deep passed, shot. Uh, the 40 yard shot. Yes. Yeah. Then so, the so at that point, you run the ball first down. That makes me feel like okay, the coach is at least acknowledging the running game. Uh-huh. Second, second down play. You, take you have a shot. successful deep shot. Now you're just like okay, these guys can't stop us. Mm-hmm. Well then, so you, and at so that you point, have, I don't care what they call. Do whatever you want. All right, no, no, that I hear you. First, first play, of course, run to uh, Sanders. Mm-hmm. Then the pass to uh, Smith. Then a pass to Goddard. Then a pass to Smith. Then a pass to uh, AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Then it looked like a uh, a run, a design run for uh, Hertz. Hertz. Another run for Hertz. And then on third down, he uh, the pass got it for the TD. Mm-hmm. So I only was, one, only one handoff to a running back on that drive. Yeah. Now, like I said, I was I was a little I was a little worried, but. Once again, they scored. So I, you know, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I want to sound like, like, I, I want to sound like people think, uh, like, uh, Seth Joyner sounds. Everyone <laughs> says Seth Joyner is always negative. I, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want people to think I'm being negative or the score or the scoring drive. Uh, uh, Seth gives great information, but he does, he does. sound angry a lot. <laughs> he does. He, he, he does, but but you know, and, and people just always think he's always negative, and that's not always the case. But still, but none, but nonetheless, as the game went on, I realized I was overreacting. I liked the game plan. 
At first, I was mm -hmm. at first I was concerned, but once again, Nick Sirianni proves why they pay him the millions, and I do the show with you for free. <laughs> you know, it, it's it, there. There is a reason he's mm -hmm. the coach, and I'm the podcast host. But yeah, the only thing that bothers me is that over the course of the game, I. In my opinion, they'll throw too much on first downs. Agreed. But but beyond that, and because if you have an unsuccessful passing play on first down, you put yourself in a situation where you have to throw on second and third down. Yep. Like you see, because you, you what, limit what's, your options. What's crazy is you talk about that first drive, that first scoring drive, that mm -hmm. second scoring drive when they get the ball back, because uh uh, Giants are forced to punt. You come right back. Hand off to Sanders. Hand off to Sanders. Hand off to Gainwell. Pass to uh, A.J. Brown. Hurts runs for nine. Hand off to Gainwell. Hand off to Sanders. Pass to Devontae Smith for, the, uh, for another touchdown. He mm -hmm. was going Eagles go up 14-0. At that point, I'm like, oh, you know what? Put the phone back. I put the phone back down. <laughs> Nothing first to drive, worry I was about. Like, yeah, first drive, I'm like, are you I was I was ready to say, are you worried about some all this passing that they're doing? And then after the second drive, I'm like, you know what? Nick's got this. Uh, and the then, other he, part he of that is, is that you're up against an opponent where there's a real where there's a significant talent gap. So that gives you a little bit more flexibility in your play call and when you're playing against somebody who's not, for the most part, capable of capitalizing on any mistakes that you may make. Yeah. Agree. Let me ask you a question, and, and I, I just want your opinion. I'm just throwing this out there. This is a random thought. I'm throwing this out there. Would you say would, – would you be willing to say that – the uh, that the Giants are sort of like where the Eagles were last year, you know, taking advantage of the extra playoff spot, getting in there. And really, you know, like last year they made the playoffs. There really wasn't a lot of expectations for the Eagles to make the playoffs. And at mm -hmm. that point, you're really like, you know what, whatever they do. Like start of the year, nobody thought you were going to make the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So once you get there, you're dealing with house money. I think that's yeah. the situation the Giants and the Jaguars found themselves in going into and, this playoff. And, and both of them ended up winning a game in the playoffs. So it was like mm – -hmm. so even that – so, you know, that even puts them ahead of, ahead of where the Eagles were because the Eagles come in there last year. Got they, blown out in the playoffs. It, it got cooked. So, you know, like hats off to the Giants. You know, for Giants fans – you know, I, I hope this, you know, leads to some success. Not not against the Eagles, but, you know, good luck to y'all. Problem, problem for the Giants is, unlike the Eagles, the Giants are in a situation where they have to make a decision on their quarterback right now. Yeah. So it's either pay him and then, with of course, with him getting a pay raise, there'd be a talent drain on the rest of the roster mm -hmm. or replace him, which means you have to start over with teaching a, a new Q, QB how to play the NFL game. 
And what course do you go to get that? You drafted a QB, you don't have the top pick, you're in the playoffs, or you go spend or spend money or trade for a veteran that's already in the league. But so they've got decisions to make that the Eagles didn't this year. Real quick, real real quick, you put on your GM hat. What do you do with Daniel Jones? I think the Giants should give him whatever money he wants. Are you saying that as a GM who really likes the Eagles and wants to see the, uh, the Giants implode? Exactly. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to see. All right. Now uh, he wants us- to reset the market. Give him 60 mil a year. Guarantee exactly. all of it for exactly. 10 years. Give, give, give Daniel Jones that DAC money. Let him have some of that Dak money. Oh, give him that Deshaun Watson money. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, moving moving on because we still have another game to talk about. We we're still playing. Our season is going on. Mm-hmm. Got the Niner gang coming to town. Brock Purdy, Mister Not So Irrelevant. Can't call a dude who's won two uh one two playoff games in his rookie year irrelevant. That he, he's not that anymore. Not irrelevant. Not irrelevant. Definitely not irrelevant. You know what? Before I before we go any further, mm-hmm. and anyone thinks that I am denigrating or disrespecting Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. I want to be clear. Brock Purdy has had a very successful first season in the NFL. He has exceeded all expectations. He is a legit NFL player. Yes. And no matter what happens for the rest of his career, Uh the San Francisco 49ers exceeded expected value with that draft draft pick. That being said, Brock Purdy doesn't want any parts of what Philly's about to do to him this week. See, every now and then, you go somewhere with a point that I honestly was not expecting you to go. I was... I, I, I was caught you off guard with that one. You did because I was going to kind of be a pedestrian with 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 the point that I was going to make, and you were just like, "Nah, we just gonna we just gonna cross the street. We just, we, we just gonna go there." Because I was going, the point I was going to make was, I was more, I am more confident in Jalen Hurts' ability to make plays against this San Francisco defense. And this San Francisco defense is good. It's a very good defense. It's a very good defense. I fully expect Jalen Hurts to have a, a to make more plays against the San Francisco defense than I think Brock Purdy will be able to make against the Eagles defense. And, and that's a fair assessment. But my my feelings, I guess, are a little stronger because here's the thing. Remember, let's let's think back a few months. First, 
three, four weeks of the season, first five weeks of the season. All right. Eagles defense is fully healthy. Uh, what did that defense look like? Oh, they was getting after people. They was out there. They, they were. I was regularly saying it's the best secondary in the league. Mm-hmm. Had Slade. Since that time, you said they were a couple. Maddox stepped up. Mm-hmm. There were a few Gardner injuries Johnson. on defense. Maddox spent, missed some time. Then Gardner Johnson missed some time. Jordan Davis missed some time. You brought in David. I mean, Joseph and Sue. Yep. And then Maddox was back for a game, then went back out. Got hurt again, yep. And while he's out again, Gardner Johnson makes his way back. Mm-hmm. But – and we know the additions to Sue – of Sue and Joseph to that defensive line rotation have made the defensive front significantly better. Better, deeper. Stopping the run deeper. Better against – significantly better against the run as a Mm -hmm. group since they came in. And the depth makes sure that everyone is able to stay fresh and play to their full potential. Mm -hmm. And now the back end is fully healthy again. This will be the first time that defense has been at 100% all year, clicking at all cylinders. I don't think Brock Purdy's seen anything like this all year. No. I know he hasn't. A defensive front that can get inside interior pressure, edge pressure, linebackers that can actually play their positions. Mm -hmm. And, again, a fully healthy, because Avante Maddox returned to practice this week. Yep. What appears to be going into this game, a fully healthy Eagles secondary. If that's the case, I don't. And even though this 49ers team does have a very good skill group of players, mm-hmm. as long as Jonathan Gannon does not sit back and let receivers make easy, uncontested catches and run after the catch. Like you don't have to be all the way up and press man. You ch- just can't be back at like prevent depth. You know, yeah. you if you're actually up and being challenging the receivers and making Purdy take that extra beat to find the open man with this pass rush coming oh, yeah. from multiple angles, edge and up the middle, it, it's going to be a rough day for Brock Purdy. <sighs> Uh, yeah, this 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 might this might be uh Brock Purdy's soul to soul game. Mm-hmm. It's gonna I'm be ex- back to life, back to reality. You know, and, it, and as a seventh round pick rookie, for it to take getting all the way to the NFC championship, championship game, game, yes, you know, that's no slight against the kid. He, no, 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 job not well done. Because it's not like if. Let's 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 say what you just said happens. Brock Purdy mm-hmm. spends a, uh, a an entire game, sixty minutes, just under siege. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers lose. They lost to the number one seed in the NFC. 
team with one of the best with a, a team with one of the best records in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Fourteen and three. It's it. So it's not a like a team that got like, seventy sacks, led the league in turnover yeah. differential. It's not know. like if the 49ers lose, it's not like they're losing to a lesser team. This isn't this wouldn't be an upset. Mm, at all. It's not like losing to the Giants. No, exactly. So it's like the Eagles need to do what they've been able to do all season. And there's no reason not to expect them to be able to do that. I think, you know, the 49ers are a good team. And mm-hmm. we are not we are not in a place where thinking that the Eagles can win, expecting the Eagles to win, wanting the Eagles to win has to necessarily be a slight or a swipe on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. No. At this point, you just kind of have to admit it. This Eagles roster is loaded. This Eagles roster is loaded, yes. It's like, a loaded roster. Like, there's no position on this team that you would say is a whole. Not one. No. You the, have a, you know, you, you have your the quarterback. Positions at the beginning of the year, you thought were questions. Quarterback was a question beginning of the year after what we saw when he was last on the field against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. The questions coming into this year about Jalen Hurts were fair. At this point, I've never seen a quarterback in the NFL improve as much as Hurts has improved this year this quickly. Mm -hmm. It's amazing the leap he's made from last year to this year. He's answered. He. This is a man who has answered the questions, you know, and 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 taken the time, put in the work, and answered what whatever questions you may have had about him. Mm -hmm. You know, you. I the linebacker core, how is the secondary going to mesh? All those questions. Like, we knew about the offensive line in the running game. Yep. We knew about the defensive line depth and rotation. Mm-hmm. But the secondary, the linebackers, the quarterback, the receiver core, how they were going to mesh. With, like, these things were all questions going into the year. and They've all been answered. And they've all exceeded expectations. Look, man, everything you just said, you know, Howie Roseman, exec of the year, man. I mean, think about this secondary we're calling the, like, that I call the best secondary in the league this year. James Bradbury was cut by a division opponent this year. Like, they didn't even trade him. They just cut him. We don't want you anymore. Ended up getting an interception on, on interception against the in the playoffs. How much is that? Gardner Johnson, the Saints didn't want to didn't think he was worth paying what he wanted, and then he so after trading him, he got moved to a new position from cornerback to safety. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure exactly how that was going to look. Mm-hmm. So, so there were fair there were like some of these questions about the Eagles going into the year were fair. Yeah. Yes. Like a lot of over unders were set at nine and a half, ten wins, somewhere in that range. Mm. And most of us thought that was a fair number. Of course, there were fans projected 10, 11, 12 wins. And there's always the guys that say undefeated. Oh. But 
Yeah, nobody expected 14 and three. And in no the manner that they went 14 and three, it wasn't the Kirk Agreed. Cousins have to come back on the last drive of the game, 14, 13 wins. They were out there handling teams. Yes, definitely. Definitely handled them. And, and, and all that speaks to why Howie Roseman voted executive of the year from the pro writers of America, pro football writers of America. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's official. I mean, that and was I a gimme, went, though. We, I think everyone knew well, how he had had that. Yeah. He had that one locked up in August. But you saw, you saw the draft, and you saw the AJ Brown move. You saw the Bradbury signing. Like, like as long as these guys made the playoffs, that one was a given. But I, I guess my my thing is it it kind of speaks to the conversation you and I had earlier uh, in the season when we were talking about Jalen Hurts. And why we, why we we didn't think the MVP award was in the cards for him. Mm -hmm. And then you fast forward to this week, as a lot of the postseason awards, the finalists for those awards, were announced. And yes, Jalen Hurts mm -hmm. is uh, right he is now an MVP a finalist. He's an MVP finalist. Now, here's some. I'm not quite sure if I understand it, but. Uh, Nick Sirianni was of uh, the final five for coach of the year, but they mm -hmm. already but he didn't make the final three. He didn't make the final three. And it's like they announced the final three the same time they announced the final five. So there's like, so people were going back and forth. Like, is he a finalist or is he not a finalist? But he was in the final five, not the final three. Right. Hassan Reddick wasn't even a finalist for defensive player of the, uh, of the year. Son Reddick, not even not even in the conversation. And part of, you know, when we were talk when we were talking about Jalen Hurts a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, Michael Parsons had come out and asked, was it the system or was it the quarterback? Was it team around him or was it the quarterback? And I think that that's affecting a lot of the other guys too. Yeah. But I guess to me, I'm sitting here thinking like it uh, for me I personally. Guess. I understand that this is not necessarily the case. I understand that this is not necessarily how it works. But I'm saying for me personally, I'm like if we're sitting here saying that it's the team, the team around them, the team as a whole is why Jalen Hurts can't be MVP. The team around them as a whole is the reason why. Coach Sirianni can't be coach of the year. The team around him as a whole is the reason why Hassan Reddick can't be defensive player of the year. So I guess that means that Howie Rose of the year because he put this team together. Mm -hmm. That's how I, I'm like, then he, like you said, it was a shoe in back in August for you. It was a shoe in for you. Yeah, put this you know, roster this, together. Yeah, that was a shoe. Yeah. So if you're at a point where and then right, still be is sitting pretty with a couple first rounders going into yeah. next year, tenth round we got the tenth pick in the draft in the conference champion. You know this this is right up here with with Detroit winning the chip and still having the second pick in the draft. The, yeah, uh, Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it's up. Too bad they drafted Darko. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah that, that that's another story. But still, <laughs> but 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 nonetheless, I'm like okay, then you're if. 
if this is really how we're making the case against Hertz, against Sirianni, against Reddick, again, you know, against these players, mm-hmm. then you are making the case for Howie Roseman for executive of the year. In my in, in my opinion. Absolutely. I you, so you agree with I, me. I, you, I, you agree I, I think you're that. logical on that one is Sam. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I think you're logical on that one is Sam. Like because I because I think a lot of these voters are looking at some of these player awards and saying, I don't know if I can give that guy that much credit when he has all these other guys around him making plays yeah. too. So if you're gonna if you're gonna take that line of thinking, then you absolutely have to credit the executives that put all these guys together to make everyone's job so easy for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 I, I I agree. So, you know, I'm I'm I, I never truly understand how the postseason awards go. So he was he was voted he was named executive of the year from the Pro Football Writers of America. So mm-hmm. I guess there's another I, I is there another one coming from the AP or, you know? Oh, no. They, that... they they do the pro football writers do the all the awards, I believe. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So, so, so Howie's the guy. Howie's the guy. Howie's, Howie's the guy. You know, MVP will more than likely go to, to Patrick Mahomes and at that, you know, it's good. And it's not, you can't sit there and say like, oh, Mahomes is not good enough to be MVP. Like, you can't argue that. But Uh, the season, uh, the season Hurt had. I heard somebody say, uh, when they're talking about Patrick Mahomes, it was like, yeah, Jalen's going to get robbed. I'm like, that's not necessarily, giving the, the MVP award to Patrick Mahomes is not robbing Jalen Hurts. You give it to like Daniel Jones, then I might say, "Yeah, man, Hertz got robbed." You give it to Kirk Cousins, not that he was uh, was I don't even think he was a fi- uh, a finalist, but you, you give it to somebody like that, okay, yeah, Jalen Hurts got robbed. Patrick Mahomes, no, there's there's uh, a real case to be made for Patrick Patrick Mahomes, and it's that's a case that I'm I, I'm really not going to argue. I, I'm good on that. I'm real good on that one. But nonetheless, still got a game this weekend. You believe, you agree with me that the Eagles will have a better chance, the Eagles will have a better chance uh, with Jalen Hurts against the Niners defense than Brock Purdy will have against the Eagles defense. So that being said, what is your prediction for Sunday? I think the Eagles – all right, so I think the 49ers secondary is – it's not bad, but it's not the strength of their defense. Mm-hmm. There, I think there will be plays there to be made for Smith and Brown and Goddard and maybe even Quez Watkins. You may see a Quez sighting this weekend. Okay. I think the success you'll see in the past will create opportunities to run for the Eagles. And I think because of that, you'll probably end up with a score of 
something like mm, 3424. Oh, see, I didn't smack the microphone. This man said 34 to 24 for my man. Yeah, I got Jones. Eagles by double digits. There you go. I am going to go 30 to 17. Okay, you got Eagles by double digits as well. I, I, I got them by double digits. Maybe another. Uh, I, I figure a, a touchdown late. Cl you know, one mm -hmm. one of them games where it's closer than the score uh, than the score suggests. I, I'm I'm giving the 49ers 24 out of respect for all the weapons they do have. Like they do, they do yeah. have some real playmakers on that yeah. team, Debo yeah. and Kittle and McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk is a good young receiver. So they have guys that can make plays. So I'm not mm -hmm. saying the Eagles are just going to come out here and shut them out. But I think there will be more plays available to be made for the Eagles mm -hmm. than there will be available for the 49ers. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Here's the thing, man. If our predictions come to fruition – this time next week, we're talking about a Super Bowl run, man. If our predictions come to this to fruition, we're talking about we're, we're, we're talking we about might we might take another bye week next week, and then really? come back with a Super Bowl show. Oh 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 boy! Oh, we boy. might. Okay. I we, don't we know. No, okay, we'll, we'll think. Look, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But you know what? It, it's it's going to be an exciting time. How are you going to watch the game, man? Hmm. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. Got to come up with something good for the game. Okay. All right. I got to work. I got to work Monday morning. So I will be watching the uh, game. So, so I, I will be know, watching home where you can yeah, get some I, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to. And, and it's always good. Those games are always hard. It was like, it, I need, I need a blowout. In some form of fashion. Do you think the Super Bowl should be a Saturday game? I heard that. And, and as far as that is concerned, I've never cared either either way. That's truly one of them things. You don't have to I worry don't... about. They could give you a, a 7, 8 o'clock start. like Because they, they don't give you the 6 o'clock start anymore. They give you what? Or is it a 6 o'clock start? It's, it... They say it's a six o'clock start, but six o'clock. But it ends up being like, more like seven. Yeah, yeah, six thirty-five, six forty, or something like that. It's like the Super Bowl is one of them times. And then you've got the elongated halftime. Yeah. So it ends up being game over around ten o'clock ish. The, the problem is, you know, in, in our lifetime, the Eagles have only been in the Super Bowl twice. Well. Three times you can count 1980, but you you know we, yeah we, that we, we were actually old we, enough to understand. Yeah. yeah, so both times the Eagles have been in the Super Bowl, I just didn't have to work that Monday. I you know that was just how my schedule. I know this. If the Eagles make the Super Bowl this year, I will have to be at work the next morning. If they win, there is a good chance that I just won't get any sleep. I you know I'm just gonna have to realize that drink a lot of coffee. You know, crash when I get home. Now, the last time the Eagles won a Super Bowl, yes, 
I'm pretty sure I was out in the streets of Philadelphia uh-huh. till three, four in the morning. Now I would. No one was crazy, and I, I will say this because the whole area was lit. I was in Willow Grove. Willow Grove was lit. Mm-hmm. If you all the way in the suburb, Montgomery County was lit. Oh, everywhere. Anywhere Everywhere. within an hour radius. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to the parade? I can't remember. Did you go to the parade? I didn't go to the parade. Okay. If if, and I look and I'm I'm not gonna I was out Ben Franklin Parkway the night of the game, the Uh night they won. I was out there with that crowd. I was I can't do it again. Okay. See, I didn't do I didn't do all that, but I went to the parade. I went to the parade by myself. I went to the parade by myself. Didn't have no crew, didn't have nothing. And had a had a ball. If the opportunity presents itself this year, I already said I'm, I'm not going to the parade. I, I will not do the parade this year. No if, parade if there, this year. If, if if there is a parade, uh, I will I will watch it on television. I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm happy with my one year you know my one year memories. But that's a that's a bridge we'll cross when we get there. I'm not going to spend too much time on that. But nonetheless, Jonesy says 34-24 Eagles. I say 30-17 Eagles. We will see. You know, join us next week. And and who do you have coming out the AFC? Who do you think? Who do you got I, there? I'm curious. That ankle injury from Mahomes scares me. Before that, before he, he rolled up that ankle, I would have said Kansas City. Now I'm leaning more towards Cincinnati. Uh, Eagles and Bengals were my picks from the time the playoff started, so I'm rolling with it. You know, this Eagles team is loaded, and there's something about that Joe Burrow kid. He's just yeah, a winner. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, that's he's, my he's Super a winner, Bowl but, he, but he won't be this year. He'll be a two time Super Bowl loser this year. But, you know, it, it, it's all. Well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that after the week. Okay, after yeah. the weekend. All right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Hey, you let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Jonesy and Brown, or you can hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at BITW Sports. Remember, go to BITWSports.com. Find us wherever you get your podcast. Download and subscribe. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. Follow us wherever, you know, wherever you see us. Hit us up. Talk to us. That is Mike Jones over there. That's John Pratt. Yes, I am. You enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. We will be back at some point. I, I don't know. Soon. But we will we will be back real soon. Talk to you guys later, y'all. Have a good weekend. Peace. Peace. You feeling this podcast? To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown. Brown.